You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. You would open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28. Now, most of us today have a favorite sports team. It just so happens that my favorite baseball team just won the World Series, Atlanta Braves. I had to wait 26 years on that. Actually, I thought I was going to have to wear that shirt instead of this one after the way Alabama played last night. So y'all kind of can identify. You know how it goes sometimes. When you have a team, you want to be identified with that team. You want to wear the colors. You want to wear the jersey. Anything that has that logo. Anything that has that brand. We proudly display it. Some more than others, okay? We want people to know who we are for, who we are with. There is a rule. There is a policy, whether it is in Little League or professional sports, that when you sign up for a team, you have to wear the uniform of that team or that jersey. That's one of the rules. In fact, the Lord Jesus said that in Matthew 28. He said, if you're going to sign up to play on my team, when you get in the game, you need to be identified with me and wear my uniform. Now, you need to understand just how weird This is for me. Now, I'm going to keep my clothes on, okay? But you just need to understand, even having that on me right now. I feel like I've just covered with sin. I'm trying my best, and I've got to preach. But if you really think that's weird, what about this next guy? Come on out, buddy. Come on. Which way? Come on out of there. That's what... I told Pastor Gary I could get people to boo him here today. What do you think, Gary? I think the shirt ought to come off. (laughs) You know, since I have to wear mine under here, you probably ought to finish up the service in that yourself. What do you think? Not going to happen. See? (laughs) Thank you. Y'all understand, though, don't you? Amen? So you get the point. Guys, you want to be able to support Your team, think about it. I mean, that is, wow, it's still weird for me. (laughs) So open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Jesus was gathering many of his followers. This was after his uh, death, burial, and resurrection. And in his 40 days, he appeared to hundreds of people, his followers. And he's about to ascend into heaven and to send his spirit to be with the believers at all times. And this is his last charge. This is his last command. This is his last commission. Matthew chapter 28, beginning with verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. He said, I want you to go and make disciples. Go and make followers of Christ. And here is going to be the uniform, to be baptized, to be baptized in the name. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, if you have the NIV, that word will say obey. That's how it's translated. After they put on my uniform and they are baptized and wearing my name and get in the game, I want you to teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. It's the Greek word baptism, which means to immerse. You need to understand this morning that baptism was not new to these people. It wasn't a new idea. When a Gentile would convert to Judaism, they would be baptized. Jesus said, this is not a new idea that I am teaching. As you go and make followers, I want you to baptize them. It's a sign. I want you to teach them that they're on my team. They are wearing my jersey. If Gentiles would convert, they would be baptized. Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, or some would say John the Baptizer, as he was known, well, he took it to the next level. Baptism was a symbol of repenting, turning from sin, and trusting in Jesus. And along came Jesus, and he took it even further. Jesus says... As you go, I'm going to send my spirit, and you are going to be going with my spirit in you. And here is your assignment until my return. I want you to make followers. I want you to teach them to obey my commandments, and I want them to be baptized. I want them to put on my jersey, the jersey of baptism. It tells the story of taking the old jersey off taking the old uniform off, and putting on a new one. Now, there are many reasons why baptism is important. Now, we know this is Jesus' last words before he ascended and that it must be important. So this morning, I want to give you three reasons why believer's baptism is so important, and then I'm going to answer several questions that people have about baptism. First of all, it's the story of my faith. Baptism tells the story of my faith. He died for me. If you were living over 2,000 years ago, the water's in the Jordan where the Dead Sea is. It's very dark. I have baptized many of you that went to Israel, I think 13. You know about the waters in the Jordan. But the water is very, very dark. And Jesus himself was baptized in the Jordan. It tells the story of what he's done for you. And in the New Testament, when a person was baptized, they were taken down in this dirty water, and it represents putting to death the old life and the old nature. They were then raised to walk in a life of obedience. You see, we are a new creation when we are baptized, a new life in Christ. That's why our baptism shirts say this right here, made new. That's exactly what happens when you invite Jesus to come into your life. But then the first step of obedience after you get saved is baptism. So baptism tells his story, the story of my faith. Over 2,000 years ago, God sent his son. Christ became the sacrifice. Jesus, listen to this, Jesus not only died for you, but he died as you. Did you get that? He took your place. Baptism is a symbol of what happened. Christ took to the grave your sin and my sin. 
And baptism tells a story. He died for us. So you and I don't have to die a spiritual death. Of course, one day we will die. We will die a physical death. But you see, the essence of Al, my spirit, my soul will never die. Because my faith is in Jesus Christ, I will not die spiritually. I will die physically. But I will never have to die spiritually. I will die physically. But listen, you need to understand. It's all because Christ died for me that we don't have to die spiritually. If there has been a time in your life when you trusted Christ, you will die physically one day, but you will never have to die spiritually. Let me give you some scripture. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Again, he not only died for you, he died as you. So we have this in common. No matter what your age, your race, no matter where you live, when we put on the jersey of baptism, we tell the greatest story. It tells the story of our faith. Look at verse 4 again of Romans 6. We were buried together with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We need to understand that baptism is the ultimate picture, the ultimate way of telling his story and wearing his name. Now, some people will say, what's the big deal? You get a little bit wet. No, it's a big deal. Jesus was baptized, and he commanded his followers to be baptized because it tells his story. And here's the second reason. Not only is it the story of my faith, it's the symbol of my faith. Look at verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is the symbol of my new relationship with Christ. It honors the Lord and it honors the new relationship I have with Christ. It's a public way of now saying I now play for a new team. I have a new uniform. It's no longer about me. You see, when I was baptized, it was an outward symbol of what happened on the inside. When I opened my heart and trusted Christ, I received by faith the gift that he was given to me. You see, that's privately. You can't see really what happens in someone's heart. That is something between them and the Lord, but it must be demonstrated publicly. Jesus said, I need the world to know what's happened to you. So you need to put on my uniform. And when you are baptized, it's a public symbol. When I was taken down into that water, the old nature, my sin, I had to die to that sin and my selfishness. And I was raised out of that water to walk in the newness of of life. That's what baptism is. I play for a new team now. Now, some of you today have been coming to LBT for a while now. Some of you are new to LBT. 
Some of you have been coming here since Moby Dick was a tadpole. You've been here a long time. Perhaps you've been a follower of Christ, but the truth is many family members, people you work with, your neighbors, they don't know if you've ever really put on the uniform. You know why? Because you're on the sideline. You're not in the game. You've never expressed publicly that you are a follower of Christ. There are too many people trying to be secret agent Christians. And that doesn't need to be happening today. There's really just one sign, one symbol, an outward expression. This is what Jesus instructed. Baptism takes place after a faith decision. When a person by faith decides to turn from their sin, to embrace, to trust and follow Jesus, then they are baptized. Nowhere in Scripture do we read that people are baptized and then they trust Christ. Understand this morning, when people make wedding vows, after vows are made, there is the exchanging of rings. You see, my ring symbolizes and signifies that I am married to my wife. This ring is an outward expression of the vow and my commitment that I made to her. When a person signs up for a team, then they wear the uniform. You don't wear the uniform until you are a part of that team. Baptism takes place after a faith decision. Now, I once heard about a little girl who came down to her pastor during invitation, and she said, I want to get advertised. <laughs> he said, what? Advertised. Now, in a way, she has a better idea of what baptism is than what we think. But you know why? Because baptism is advertising. It is advertising what team you're on. If you're a Jesus fan, why would you not want to advertise your love for him and that you're on his team? Being baptized is an outward expression of our inward profession. When you're baptized, you're advertising and letting people know that you're not ashamed. Listen, we put on the uniform of Christ and it must be demonstrated publicly. Now, here is how it takes place. There are discrepancies out there about baptism. Baptism in Matthew 28 is a Greek word, baptizo. It means to immerse. It means to dunk. It means to get all the way wet. Now, I just want to demonstrate something here. Now, I love cookies. I know most of you do, too. I mean, I love a lot of cookies. I love chocolate chip. I love peanut butter. I had some the other day, some molasses. I mean, I like everything. But there is one cookie. I think it's God-ordained. And it is called the Oreo cookie. Anybody agree with that? Now, you can take that thing out of the bag, and you can take it apart. You can just eat the cream out of it, or you can do a lot of other things. Now, the best thing, though, with this Oreo cookie is a good cold glass of ice milk. Amen? You know that. And you pour that milk. And you know what you do now. You take that thing to take it to the next level. And you take it and you sprinkle that milk. You sprinkle that milk. 
You don't sprinkle that milk, you dunk that sucker. Mm. And then you eat it, amen? Not good. Understand, baptizo. <coughs> amen. <coughs> Let me finish baptizing. <coughs> Worth its weight in gold. Listen. To be baptized is not to be sprinkled. But you are to get all the way wet. You get dunked. And to be a Jesus fan, to wear his jersey and be on the same team and to be in the game, you want to advertise for him. So what you're going to do, for those of you who want to be baptized today... You are going to let me hold you down for 10 or 15 minutes and bring you back up. No, I'm just kidding. But you get immersed, and I do it quickly. You see, baptism is the symbol of my faith, and baptism is so important. Now, let me give you a third reason. It's the start of my faith. Jesus said, I want you to teach them to obey. See, some of you are here today. And you don't understand why you're not going further spiritually in your life. I mean, you're a good person. You love God. You come to church. You tithe. You do things. You serve. But some of you have never been baptized. And we're going to talk about that. Why that is. So here you go again in Matthew 28. In some translation, it says, teach them to observe. But look at this. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's what this one says. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Obey, observe. Look at this. Baptism is the first step of obedience after a person becomes a Christian. It's the first opportunity for a Christian to be obedient to the first thing he has been told to do. Do you understand that is the teaching of the New Testament? Repent. And be baptized, born again, saved, baptized. The very first thing that you are to do as an act of obedience as a new Christian is to be baptized. Jesus said, trust me, become my follower and be baptized. In the book of Acts, it says a person was saved and was baptized, even the Ethiopian eunuch, you remember that? Trusted Christ. And while traveling, he said, hey, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? It is the first opportunity for you to be obedient to the Lord as a Christian. It is so crucial and so important. And guess what? The devil knows this. <clears throat> so if the enemy, if the enemy can get you at the first chance to say no to the very first thing you're supposed to say yes to and do, you know what it does? It creates a wedge. You see, it's difficult for any Christian to go anywhere spiritually if they have not been obedient to the first thing Jesus commanded them to do. And please hear me this morning. If you allow Satan to whisper in your ear, hey, it's not that important. 
Hey, you don't need to go down that aisle today to commit your life to get baptized or to be saved. Just put it off another time. If he can get you to say no to the first step of obedience, then he's got you. You don't really go anywhere spiritually until you've taken that first step Jesus commanded us. You see, we can't opt out of his first step of obedience. It's his last set of marching orders he gave us. It's impossible for me to say, hey, I'm going to be a Christ follower, but I'm not going to do the first thing that Jesus commanded me to do. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm not going to do, do or be the first thing or do the first thing he called me to do. The enemy knows this. And hear me, if Satan can get us to put off the first thing, he can get you to put off anything. This is why baptism is so important. It tells the story again and again. Baptism is the first opportunity to tell the story. Now, here's what we're going to do in a few moments. We're going to give folks today an opportunity to be baptized in just a few moments. Even if you didn't plan on it. Just be like the Ethiopian say, hey, there's water. What hinders me from being baptized? We don't need to be ashamed to wear the name of Jesus. We need to put on his uniform and we need to be a part of Team Jesus. Who is here this morning that will set the example? You see, every time a person is baptized, it tells a story. So here's what I want to do. I want to answer some questions that have often been asked, and then we want to give you the opportunity to be baptized. So here are the questions. First, Pastor, I've never been baptized. Does that mean <clears throat> I'm not a Christian? No, it doesn't. If there's ever been a time in your life that you turned from your sin, that you placed your faith and your trust in Jesus, the book of Ephesians says you have been sealed by His Spirit. You have been saved. So baptism is a symbol. It is a picture. It is a story. It tells the story. It's not essential to salvation. But it is the opportunity for you to tell the story. And it's the first command he gave us after we get saved. You are to be obedient in telling the story. Now here's another question. I was baptized when I was a baby. My mom and dad took me to church and I was baptized or Christian. Are you saying that does not count? No, I'm not saying that at all. Here's what I'm saying. What your mom and dad did was they started the process. When they took you to church and you were baptized or Christian as a little baby, they wanted you to have a relationship with God. That's why your parents began the process. When you as an adult now make an adult decision and trust Christ and are baptized, then you are finishing the story that they started. Listen, you are bringing to completion the spiritual journey they began in you. Now, do you need to be baptized? Yes, you need to be baptized because it tells the story. You are baptized after you trust Christ. 
Hey, have I told y'all you need to be baptized? <clears throat> so you say, well, I'm worried about offending my mom or dad because they took me to church and I was baptized when I was little. Friend, you need to tell your parents, or I'll be glad to tell them for you, <clears throat> that when you are baptized today, they ought to be thrilled for you. Why? Because you have now brought to completion what they started, but you have decided to make Jesus happy. Amen? They wanted you to have a relationship with God. They started you on that spiritual journey, and now you've brought it to completion. Here's a third question. Should I be baptized again? Pastor, I was baptized when I was younger, baptized years ago. You need to understand something. I have baptized a man in this. He was 94, 95. It was Eric Flick's daddy. We have baptized people of all ages. I mean, hear this this morning. I've done several vow renewal services. Couples who have been married 25 and 50 years, and they want to do a vow renewal ceremony. I enjoy doing those. Are they married? Yeah, they're married. But they want to declare their love each other for each other again and want to do a vow and ring ceremony. Have you ever seen young brides or grooms, and they get up there and they're nervous, and, man, I'm sitting there, and I say, put this ring over here on this finger, and man, they get so sweaty, or they get nervous, and sometimes they just swell up, and sometimes they get so nervous they sweat, and the rings just fall off. I mean, I've seen it all kinds of things, okay? I don't know about you, but they try to force that ring on the fiance's finger, and can't get it on, and they make all these crazy faces, and it's caught on camera if it's being videoed, and she's trying to force that ring on her husband. I mean, it's a fun thing to watch. Anyway, you ought to be baptized again. If it's been a long time, if you feel like, you know what? I'm impressed of the Lord that I need to let the world know that I've recommitted my life. There was a time that I really strayed away, that I was so backslidden. I didn't play on the team. I wasn't in the game. I sat on the bench and I listened to the lies of the enemy. But now I have put on the new uniform again. I have gotten it out of the closet and I have put it back on. I'm now a player and I want God to use me. I'm a Jesus fan and I want people to know it, that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. If that's you, then you ought to be baptized. Another question you may ask, can my family be baptized together? Yes, they can. I've baptized many families right here in this church before together. It's an awesome thing. What an incredible testimony to be baptized together. You say, Pastor, I don't know about this baptism thing today. Well, let me tell you what I've prepared. I believe about every, every excuse that the enemy could put in your mind, I think we have taken care of. You say, well, I'd like to be baptized, but I don't have a change of clothes. We've taken care of that. We have got extra shorts, extra shirts. We have towels. We have changing rooms. And we have people who will watch your things as you're getting baptized. Every excuse you can come up with. We've even taken people up those stairs that couldn't get upstairs. Here's what will happen in a few moments. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come forward. And our pastors and leaders will be ready on this side right here to escort you 
out and give you a change of clothes to get ready for baptism. You just go up these steps right over here. You understand, after that, while we're finishing up the service, the rest of the congregation will stay on our praise they are in our praise team. They will all be leading here and singing together as we're getting ready to get baptized. The Bible says that all of heaven is rejoicing when how many? One is birthed into the kingdom of God. Church, we ought to be excited and shouting just like we do for our favorite team. Amen? So like always, we want to shout and clap for those who will be baptized today. You say, well, I don't know what that's going to look like. Well, I'm going to show you. Alana, come on up here, hon. Actually, I baptized Alana. I think I was looking back. Alana, it was May of 2014. You were just a young, young. Well, you are young when you're as old as I am. Come on up here, girl. And some of you are going to ask. You're going to say, Pastor, how does this happen? Well, if you're uh, a female, you will enter from this side. And you will face this way. If you're a guy, you'll enter from that side and you'll turn around. And I will come up and I will grab you like this. And sometimes I'll hold my arm out if you need help getting up. Sometimes you'll hold your own nose or I'll take a handkerchief and put over your nose. And I will ask you a simple question. I'll say, Alana, have you asked Jesus in your heart as your personal Lord and Savior? And you say, yes. And I say, because of your profession of faith in Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to help me out where I won't get wet and my waiters to fill up with water. I will, she will just kind of squat down a little bit like that. And I will take you like that and take you back and you will be done. Amen. Give Alana a hand. Thank you, hon. Listen. No more than a split second. You'll be done. It's simple. It's easy. There is no excuse. Now, you may say, well, I'd like family to be around. Listen, if you wait around until family is in town, chances are you won't do it because many of you have been holding on this for forever. We actually are on live stream. We're actually videoing it. You can send it to them. Every excuse you've thought of, we've taken care of today. Now, here's what I want you to do. Everyone, if you would, take your worship guide there. I don't have mine up here. Take the worship guide. Go ahead and take it. Everybody, if you just take the worship guide, okay? Take it. Hold it up. Shake it. There you go. Now, you see on that slip that says, I have decided. What I want you to do is to take that and put your name. You see the stuff, address, phone number, date of birth. Whatever needs to be done there, there are pins in the pews. Just go ahead right now and start filling that out. If you feel that you need to be baptized, you know you want to be baptized, and if you don't have time to finish it, we will finish it uh, up here in just a moment. But I want you to do that, okay? Now, I want to hear some tearing going on, okay? I want to hear that happen. I have decided. If you say today that I have decided to be obedient to Christ's first command of wearing his name and believer's baptism, then I want you to write all that stuff down and fill it out. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. And after I pray, you're going to come down and bring that form. And just bring all of your things right here down here to the front. Okay? And we're going to get you changed. We will get you taken care of. No hesitation. Now listen. 
The right time to do the right thing is right now. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward transformation. If you've never trusted Christ and turned from your sins and selfish ways, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. So if everybody would please bow your heads, every head bowed and every eye closed, please. And Christians, would you please be praying for those who need to make these decisions today? I'm going to pray a prayer that I prayed many years ago. I'm going to pray the prayer of turning from sin. And as I pray out loud, you just pray it in your heart. So just pray this in your heart. Dear God, I believe in you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for creating me. Right now, by faith, I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, and cleanse me. Forgive me and save me, Father. As best I know how, from this day forward, I will follow you. No turning back. I will follow you. I have decided to follow you, Jesus. Now, as your head is bowed and your eyes are closed, nobody is looking around. You say, Pastor, as you prayed that prayer out loud, for the first time in my life, I prayed it. I have decided today to be a Christ follower. If you are one of those people, no one looking around, would you just slip your hand up right now? Thank you. Thank you. Now you know what you're supposed to do. I am not ashamed, and I'm lifting my hand to show you I'm a Christ follower. For others of you, there's several in here that still need to be baptized. Now, you know what you're supposed to do. We just talked about it. Your first step of obedience is believer's baptism. Some may say, Pastor, I've been baptized before. It doesn't matter. You probably just got wet. Baptism tells the story. It's not just a symbol. You have a story, and now you need to tell it. And there are others here that are on the wrong side of your baptism. You were baptized many years ago. But later on in your life, you trusted Christ. You became a follower. And you've been leaning on that baptism that took place before. Now you need to tell the story and get your baptism straight. You need to tell the story. In just a moment, we're going to stand and I'm going to pray again. When we stand, if you trusted Christ this morning or if you need to be baptized today, I want you to step out and come to the far left side to my right in just a moment. We have some people down here to help you get a change of clothes and a towel. You don't need to worry about anything. All you need to focus on is putting the uniform on and telling the story. So when we stand and I start to pray, you go ahead and make your way out and turn to your left to my right and there will be people waiting on you. And again, you can finish filling that form out upstairs. So right now, let's stand and let's pray. And others, you come as God is lead. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are coming right now. I pray they don't hesitate, that they have decided to follow you, that they don't wait for another day, that they take that step of faith and say yes to you, Father, to do this moment. Do it right now today. They have decided to follow you. For others of you, maybe you've decided to join the church. This altar is open. 
and pastors are here to pray with you. I pray for those who are making different decisions right now. Lord, give people the courage to make those decisions today. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.